And welcome everyone to FH Uniquely, where we highlight the scholarly, athletic, religious, and creative work of Fried Hardeman students, staff, and faculty. This podcast is operated by the students of FHU's chapter of Sigma Tau Delta, the International English Honor Society. I'm your host, Professor Derek Spradlin of the Literature Department. Today's guest is FHU's Library Director, Wade Osborne. He and I are in the library, surrounded by 11 TVs and large screen TVs and projector screens, all connected to different video game consoles. Uh, with Pac-Man and Frogger and Donkey Kong and uh, all sorts of other classic old-school kind of video games uh, being played by a bunch of freed students. Uh, Wade, thank you for being here. Uh, tell me what's going on here. <laughs> well, this is our second ever uh, video game event here uh, in the library, ARC. And the last one was, you know, we didn't have hundreds come, but we certainly had enough to warrant doing it again. We just changed the theme a little bit. And, and, uh, so what, what is the theme? This is everything 80s. So uh, our last video game night, we had a little bit of everything old and very new, even some virtual reality things. Tonight it's all old school. So nothing uh, any newer than the 80s. And so... Uh, some of these kids grew up with their parents' consoles in their, you know, they had the dust off and, and play when they were younger. So they remember some of these games. So that's, that's the fun. And there's even a little play on words because they've titled their night 80s Arcade Night. And the ARC of Arcade is, of course, the Academic Resource Center uh, that we're in. So we get a little, little wordplay going on, too. So the English teacher in me is happy about that. Um, okay, so what all games do we have? Well, you know, we have multiple Pac-Mans going. We have Galaga. We have uh, Frogger. People have heard of Frogger. We have Joust. Not as many people have heard of Joust. But we don't have Space Invaders and games like that. They're a little too old for this, if you believe it. If you can believe it. Uh, so, yeah, those are the games most people probably heard of. About 13 total. Duck Hunt. Got Centipede over there. Centipede, yeah. Mostly games that used to be played in arcades in the 70s with the big tall machines that were taller than you were and joysticks and all that. Put in coins, you know. I remember putting in many, many coins. <laughs> coins, I'd, tokens. I'd be far wealthier if I hadn't put in so many coins in the video game machines. We are charging for any of our gameplay tonight. Although we thought about making this a fundraiser. You know, you like the ARC part of arcade, but we could have also turned the aid part into AID, arc-aid. <laughs> we could charge a quarter per game and actually raise money for the library, but we're not this time. So where did you get all these video games? Well, I guess I should ask, what video game consoles are being played, and where did you get a hold of all of them? Uh, most of these older games won't work on the newer systems, uh, so... Most of these are pretty old, like the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, GameCube, and a couple of Wiis. Wiis are probably the newest things we have in here. And uh, a couple PS, earlier PlayStation. So do you just know people that have these, or does the library well, have these? Yeah, uh, when we ha hosted our first video game night, the library didn't own any of our own consoles. It was actually that game night and the popularity of it that convinced us to get a few of our own. Uh, so the library currently owns 
a half a dozen consoles, so we didn't have to borrow as many this time. We borrowed about half to get this game night going. But about, almost a half are owned by the library. Okay, and so when it's not video game night, yeah, what, yeah. Are, what are those consoles doing? Well, uh, we have one day of the week reserved for gaming in the library. Uh, Saturdays, which seems to be a good fit. Very end of the week. Not a lot of academic stuff is going on in here on Saturdays. So, uh, so we encourage it on Saturdays, and you can check out uh, a console to use in the building only. You can't take it to your dorm room or anything, so we, we keep them close at hand. But anyway, we have a designated area called the Game Corner uh, on the first floor, which is not the quiet floor, you know, here. And uh, we, we've probably only had four to five people use them this semester so far. So it's, it's kind of slowly gathering some money. How many games does the library have that students can borrow when they borrow a console? We could have close to 50, actually, okay. uh, to go with those six, six or seven consoles. And they're all older consoles. You know, we, we don't have much money. These are donations type things, so we just get what people give us, and so they're the older, you know, the Nintendos and the GameCubes. We don't have PS4, you know, Wii U, or uh, I guess Xbox One is the most recent Xbox, and we don't have anything like that. I guess students have those in their rooms, but <laughs> if they want the older stuff, they can come, come here. here. Alright, so you're keeping track of all the high scores for each of these games. Yeah. What's at stake tonight? <laughs> well, uh, uh, bragging rights, of course. You know, we'll probably put on social media who won what. But uh, you could, you could, you could actually win some '80s uh, goodies, like some candy. I was thinking uh, some, some candy that came out in the '80s. We bought enough. One per console, so whoever gets the high score at the end of the night, they can take home something like a pack of Big League Chew, uh, which was came out in the 80s. Uh, and some Runtz candy, which I only eat when I go to the movie theaters. But <laughs> we have some of that to give out. It, it it came out in the 80s, so you know we're trying to keep it totally 80s across the board. And the librarians actually played a couple of these games. This past week, and we we all we we uh, we got a high score um, that if people can beat our high score tonight, they'll win a smaller prize, uh, also candy from the '80s, like a <laughs> a ring pop or something like that. So. All right. what, what's the uh, what's the goal here tonight with the the '80s night? Well, that's a, that's a good question. You know. We're obviously mostly about academics, and we don't want to lose that. We want people to think about us when they think about doing their work for their classes. But we, at the same time, we don't want people not to think about us when they're wanting some downtime, you know, a break from study. Uh, so it, it'll always hopefully be just a small slice of what we do, but we want, you know, this is the end of midterms week, a lot of stress tests, whatever, great way to unwind. And so, if we do this twice a year, uh, that's not many weekends, you know, <laughs> only twice out of 52 weeks. And uh, 
so it's not a lot, but but yeah, uh, not 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 a lot going on this weekend on campus or in town, as far as I know. So we're kind of filling the gap with this you know, game night event. All right, and you mentioned it's the end of midterm week. We're actually recording this on October twelfth, uh, two thousand eighteen. So yeah, it's a Friday, the very end of midterm week. Uh, I guess after thinking about midterm exams all all week, <laughs> it's right. little little Pac-Man and Mario You're Brothers. Ready this, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, what is the what's the history of game night here at the library? Well, the uh, former director uh, who this building is named after, Hope Shaw, she was her family uh, enjoyed board board games, uh, not so much video, but board games, and so. It must have been, it seems like 10 years ago when the libraries first started hosting the occasional board game night. And we've been doing that faithfully for these past 10 years. Uh, and for the two years, two full years we've been open here in this place, we've had almost monthly board game nights. Uh, and so it, it, it just occurred to us, uh, there are enough students on campus who aren't into board games, but who we thought might be into video, that we thought we'd try something a little different. So right about now, we would typically have a board game night uh, on the calendar, but we're replacing that with a video game event. So this attracts, I think, a slightly different crowd um, than the board gamers. So. Okay. Well, video games blaring in the library. Uh, it's kind of a far cry from the stereotype of librarians like yourself shushing everybody that makes any kind of noise uh, in the library as all sorts of other students study away in perfect silence. Um, but the, our new library here uh, is used for a wide variety of uh, events and, and activities uh, by all sorts of different campus groups and people. Uh, so, and like you just mentioned, we've we've had this library for about two years, uh, the new library. Uh, could you explain uh, the role that this space, this library plays, kind of in the in the lives of the students here, in the lives of the faculty, just kind of in the in the daily life of Free Hardeman? Yeah. Um, well, I'll be honest and say that this this facility was designed not for gaming, not for you know people playing Twister in the middle of the first floor or anything like that. It was mainly designed for people to you know a lot of a lot of the studying that goes on is very social these days. So you know you study for five minutes, you talk for ten, and, and all that. And so this. I, I, a big part of this facility was designed for that kind of study. You're studying with friends and you gotta talk. We didn't really envision a lot of this kind of thing. Um, and honestly, if this was going on out in the middle of everywhere, you know, right next to someone trying to study, we'd probably, we might not shush them, but we might ask them to turn down the volume or use headphones, something like that. Uh, so we, we, we try to be sensitive about uh, that sort of thing uh, but like you said that kind of thing does go on and uh, we don't we definitely don't discourage it uh, these days and and as you may we have a designated quiet floor right of the library, so for those if anyone is <laughs> bothered for, 
for those students who do want to study on a Friday night, <laughs> there's a place to do it. It's probably very quiet up there right now, yeah. What other kind of things happen in the library, kind of on a, on a weekly, monthly basis? Well, I, I, we're in this meeting room right here, which is uh, kind of a rare commodity on campus. There just aren't many rooms like this that are big, open spaces with a lot of possibilities for setting it uh, up for, uh, who knows, dozens of types of events. Um, and we're blessed to have this close at hand here. Um, I don't think the library staff uses it nearly as much as everybody else on campus. There's something in here every other day. Um, so, yeah, everything from board of trustees meetings, which there'll be one almost right now, uh, this coming week, uh, next Friday, which will be a very tame, you know, low-key event. And then we have this. You might take down some of the decorations first. <laughs> That's right. Um, <clears throat> So it's just, you name it, and it probably happens uh, in here uh, with some limits. You know, I don't think we don't let making music groups practice in here <laughs> but or things like that. But pretty much anything else. Uh, right. in place. Well, let's talk numbers for a minute about the library. Put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, since, since, again, in two years, a lot of alumni and, and people listening may not have actually been in the new library since we've opened it. How many, you know, what is our book collection like here? What are the stacks like? What about our ebook collection? There are movies out here in the library? What, uh, what kind of, as far as those kinds of resources, what, what do we have here? Well, um, I think our, uh, our alumni, if, if any are listening, would, would, would like to know how much certain things have grown since they left, you know. We have over 4,000 uh, leisure-based uh, DVDs in our Flix collection. Um, so that's grown quite a bit and it's still growing now. Our print book collection may not <laughs> actually be what it was, uh, you know, before we moved in here. Um, I think uh, in our efforts to make sure that there's nothing dated or, uh, you know, obsolete on the shelf we tend to get almost get rid of more things than buy hard copy these days so i think we're about at 170 something thousand books uh, but our ebook collection is about three times that now so maybe two and a half three times that which has grown i mean compared to what our alums would have had just five years ago that's just that's through the roof so uh if any, if any of them came back, they may not notice many differences with the print collection as far as growth. Uh, hopefully it looks very current to them, but it's, it's when you're online that everything is, is so different than it was even five years ago. Uh, and the same is true not just of books, but of journals, academic journals, oh, yeah. and all that. As far as what's Yeah, I don't think about that often, but I think... Uh, students who were here five years ago would, would would ask all sorts of questions like, hey, where are all the, the print journals y'all used to have? And it's like, well, so many of them nowadays, we have the exact equivalent online, so why would we waste precious shelf space <laughs> for the, the hard copy as, as, as much as some of us still enjoy that? It's, you know, we don't have, we have a big facility, but... Uh, not a ton more shelf space than we used to <laughs> with the old one. We have more study space, more space like this, this room, but uh, not much more shelf space than we used to. 
And do you know, I mean, it just in my experience, obviously the, the library is always full of students, uh, this library yeah. in particular. Yeah. Uh, do, you have, do we have any idea, do we track, like, how many... How many students come through, or how many how many books are checked out, or anything like that? Do we... Well, of course, yeah, we do track it, uh, but that is one number that I don't have usually on the top of my head. Oh, no, I want to hear that. But yeah, but you know, you just have to come in here uh, between one and four o'clock on the average afternoon, Monday through Thursday especially, and every other seat, uh, especially on the first floor, seems full. At night, I hear it's even worse. Um, and uh, I have seen, I have seen, just anecdotally, the numbers go up and up each year we've been in here. And my theory is that every freshman group that comes in, they fall in love with this place, and it's their home for four years. Um, but when we first moved in here, we had some juniors, seniors who, this wasn't their freshman spot to hang out. So it wasn't, they didn't have the attachment to, for them. And like every freshman group that comes in since we've opened, and I, I think the numbers next year will probably max out and kind of stay there for a while. We'll have four freshman groups I think after we have next fall's crop, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so, like so kind of like the first senior group yeah. that had the library as freshmen. I think. Okay. So. <laughs> if, the, if the dates are right. <laughs> so it's going to keep going up, and it, so many are in here that that quiet floor you referred to while ago is hard to keep quiet because you get too many, even a lot of people all trying to be quiet, and there's too many people to make that happen sometimes. Yeah. But uh, we do our best <laughs> to monitor that. Well, if the, if the crowd is any indication, you're doing a good job with it. But Okay, of all the games we have out here, what's your favorite? What was your favorite 80s video game? You and I remember 80s video games. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, the one I spent most of my quarters on way back when was Miss Pac-Man. I, I was kind of addicted to it there for a while, so it's just my favorite. Right. You asked me earlier, someone did, what's the difference between Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man? I can't tell you what the difference is, but I just like Miss Pac-Man so much more, so much better. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask you what your favorite is? I, I think I was more of a Donkey Kong person <laughs> Donkey than Pac-Man. I uh, never <laughs> But I, I, I spent, spent plenty of quarters on Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man too, so. <laughs> All right, well, that will do it for today. Wade Osborne, thank you for joining us and letting us be a part of the library's 80s arcade night. And thank you to our listeners uh, for making us part of your day. And be sure to stay tuned for our next episode of FH Uniquely.